Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when it comes to the show. What's up? And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast. And we have made it to the first major of the 2023 season. The Masters, Augusta, Georgia, is the home, and we all know that very, very well. So a lot of this will be repeats for you, but then we'll talk about 88 players that are teeing it up in right. Augusta. You can find me on Twitter at BDN. Check the podcast at Always Press DFS. And my co-host, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. It's a great, great time of the year. Yes, for sure. Yes, yeah, spring yeah. is a spring is a is a is the second base best season behind summer. Summer, you you, you still like summer, summer even though it's so humid yes. for you. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'd rather be hot. Me being able to be outside, play golf. I'm with you. I'm with you. Spring starts that, and yeah. uh, it always the golf season kind of the unofficial start of the golf season is the Masters here. So great week. I'm with you. I can feel that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, I guess before we get into the Masters, uh, do you have any thoughts on the Valero Texas Open? <laughs> Did you know I didn't watch uh, hardly any of it? Um, did not watch any of it on the weekend. Um, I watched Live on Saturday it? and Sunday. Big, big, big Dick Brooks got it done. Yes. He's yeah. got two wins, two two wins mm-hmm. on the Live Tour. It was hey, that was a historic victory. That was he was the first two time champion on the Live Tour, <laughs> and they you know they. That's what they said on the broadcast. Uh, oh, I believe it. I believe I, it. I, um, I, the, the golf course that they played on, like, is, it might be like a $75 round golf course in Orlando. I, I heard that before it started because I didn't get to see it, but I heard like they were playing a course that no professional would probably ever walk on to type thing. It, it, was, it was an odd course. Like, and, and for me, it starts like just looking at the rough, like just mow the rough down. Mm-hmm. Just because there's just like chunks of grass. It looks like the, freaking municipal golf course that i play that's 18 dollars around you know what i'm saying right now because yeah. there's that's just how the grass grows in the spring it's kind of sparse and chunky um but otherwise uh the the broadcast is just is, is just bad i just yeah. I, I, it, I i don't even know how to explain it man like there's mu- music like loud music going on the whole entire time which they're blasting across the whole entire golf course fine that's i guess that's the but louder part um the the announcers just as bad as any announcer i mean like talking about like oh this is heading to the middle of the green and then ends up 10 yards short of the green it's like <laughs> you know just just shit like that it's oh, uh good. They, and then and then they also have like a uh like a little man syndrome you know what i'm saying like they have yeah. to constantly be talking themselves up yeah um to make themselves feel more superior than what they are it's 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 odd but uh yeah brooks got the w uh there yeah. and then uh, of course Corey connors did you watch any of the pj tour i watched a little bit at the golf course after we wrapped up our round yesterday uh, i didn't get to on saturday i was really focused going into friday because i even texted you i'm like i have a six of six going i can't wait to see how this gets screwed up and it did because will gordon decided he didn't want to play golf on friday and we you know the guy that's made seven straight cuts coming into the week we thought like okay this mm-hmm. is pretty good like yeah, he went four over on the day, I believe. And yeah, it yeah. was brutal, absolutely brutal. It was a P. Rodge week, though. Yeah, and of course, I almost texted you on Sunday because I was golfing. I checked the leaderboard midway through, and well, it is a P. Rodge week because Sunday showed up and he forgot how to golf again. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a hundred percent all the false hopes. Does his thing, and then shoop, 
but still, he would have paid off if he played him. Oh, one hundred percent. I don't know what his price was, but wherever he finished, T five or whatever it was. That's why I, I talk about him too much because when it comes to GPP plays, he does that crap all yeah, the time. On and like, and then when you really want to buy in, he just doesn't show up at all. But he fit the mold of the kind of guy you're looking for. That's what we talked about, and he did just enough to make you some money if you did it. Yep. Um, the kind of bummer, I guess, to it if you look at some of the leaderboard, I guess. Like Connors was popular. Like a lot of the dudes were the popular plays, so you kind of had to navigate wisely. So if P. Rogers would have been huge for you if you would have yep. gone that direction, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I had some good ones, and even my low, my two low on guys made the cut. It was just Will Gordon didn't get it done. So it's what it is. It was. I don't mind those kind of tournaments. I just didn't get a chance. I was busy all weekend with other stuff. But uh, I'm with you. I will watch this weekend as yeah. much as I can. I guarantee yeah. you that from Masters. Thursday to, to Sunday. Yes. Maybe Monday. Yeah, I think we might get Monday. That's a great point. But yeah, Easter festivities, the family might have to understand we have priorities on this day. (laughs) Um, But let's get into that. Let's talk some Masters here. And this is a place we talk about time and time again is the quintessential place when it comes to course history and past experience in Augusta, Georgia. So what do you got for some past event history? Well, I guess I should have pulled that up. Uh, I can tell you Scotty Scheffler won last year. Yeah, I know that. Scotty Scheffler Bro- was Brooks, Kep- Bro- Brooks Kepka didn't know that, but we know that. <laughs> Scotty Scheffler won last year. He uh, shot 10 under, three shots over Rory McIlroy. It wasn't even that close, though. No, he, he didn't double the last hole. Sunday. Yeah, and Rory hit a sand like a birdie from the sand on 18, so it yeah. should have been like a six or seven shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hideki, uh yeah, there you go. That's, that's an amazing shirt because yeah. I'll, I'll just say it uh, for those that aren't watching it live. The moment when his caddy did the uh, the bow, like that's just legendary golf stuff. Yes. Like, that's the kind of things you remember forever. Like for it sure. shows the importance of the Masters, I should yep. say. Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, Hideki was the champion uh, 20, 2021. 10 under one shot over Will Zalatoris. 2020 uh, was the, the, the COVID delayed year. So this was played in the fall. Mm-hmm. And DJ shot 20 under, won by five shots over Sung Jay and Cam Smith. Uh, Tiger Woods won this in 2019, if anybody remembers that. Probably very few do, I would imagine. Fifth victory at the Masters, 13 under, one shot over DJ, Brooks, Xander. Uh, Patrick Reed year was 2018, 15 under, one shot over Ricky Fowler, who didn't make the the cut. Nope. Sergio Garcia, uh, 2017 winner, uh, nine on nine under in a playoff over Justin Rose. Danny Willett, the uh, 2016 winner, the year that uh, Jordan made like a seven on twelve. That was brutal. Yeah, uh, but he won in a uh, he won by three shots. So f- shot five under for the that was bad weather week. Five under, three shots over Jordan Spieth, Lee Westwood. Jordan Spieth won in 2015. 18 under, which was the course record or the tournament record until DJ in the fall broke it. Uh, four shots over Phil and Justin Rose. Bubba Watson's won this twice. Adam Scott has won this twice. Phil Mickelson has won this three times. Zach Johnson won in 2007 um, at one over par. I mean, how far are we removed from one, one over par on this golf course? Par. That's, yeah. that's wild. If you think, yeah. just think he laid up on number. all the par fives and, wow. um, I think it was a bad weather week that 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 year as well. But yeah, I just remember him laying up on all the par fives and then hitting wedge shots to, uh, to like a foot. Yeah. 
when you got that wedge game working, it does wonderful yep. things. Um, we'll talk about the course briefly. I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this show, you know about Acosta, you know, you know about right. the Masters, the whole the whole cha cha cool. there. But if you want the specs, uh, we got a par 72, 7,545 yards. It's the one of the longer stretches in golf, especially for the way it's built. You know, undulations throughout the fairways and throughout the course. Um, you know, the the, the fairways are slanted. So there's really no level shot anywhere. Uh, you got Amen's corner on 11, 12, and 13. There's been a lot of work done on the golf course between 11, 13, and 15 in recent years. 15, I saw some pictures today looking at some stuff. They moved the tee box back, and they, they made it, like I think it's like 545 yards now, par 5. And the the narrowness of the shot you have to hit off the tee, I will put $100 <laughs> down. I hit at least 9 out of 10 of the trees. Are you on 13, or are you talking about 15? 13, sorry, 13. Yeah, okay. 13, All right. yeah. Yes, y'all know, 100%. Uh, that, that, that that's terrifying just looking at a picture yeah. on my computer screen. Yes. Like, I, I just know for a fact, in my mental midget head, I would be yanking stuff into the right side because yeah. I'm a lefty, just pulling it straight to the trees. Because mm. I even have, like, a little baby fades. I kind of have to start right usually. So now I'd have to trust my shot to go straight. That's not happening. So, <laughs> <laughs> we like, I just know for a fact, thank God I don't play from the tips because I'll be, I'll be in front of that area because they yeah. showed where Scotty teed off in 2022. And it's basically where the opening is. Like, so they brought it all the way back to make you guys. And it makes them have to think because it was one of the easier. It was like a 505 yard par five. So yep. it was like super easy to get there in two. On like, it was like a five ish percent eagle rate, give or take, in recent years. Almost a guaranteed birdie if you didn't find Ray's Creek. Like, it was pretty much a done deal. Um, so that kind of makes it a little more to the hit a safer shot, lay up, wedge it in for birdie. Are they going to be aggressive? Kind of makes it takes a little of that aspect into the game. But the par fives is where it has to be done. There's four par fives, obviously. There's, you know, four par threes, ten par fours. The par fives, you have to score. It's the only four holes on the entire golf course that play under par. Let's keep that in mind. That's pretty crazy. Yep. That's And that's the sign of a pretty awesome golf course, honestly. Yep. But you, you got to beat that up. The par threes, we know the challenges. You got, you know, the ones that you get a hole in one every Sunday on. You got that going for you. You got certain aspects of the Masters, but... And then on a, on Amen Corner, you got 11's a long par four, 12's a, a pretty challenging, like 155 yard par three, but it's challenging for 155. And then you got you know, the par five we talked about there. So you got all that. The par fours are daunting as well. Nine of the par fours are over 440. I believe it was five of the nine or four of the nine are over 490. So you got some big par fours. So you're going to have to get it big off the tee and then long irons in unless you just really crush things. And then, you know, you got to be really good around the greens because these this is a tough course where it's you got to kind of lay up once in a while. Or you want to hit shots where you might not want to, so you have a safe shot to save par. Bogey Woodens is huge at this event. So there's a lot of little things. I think the biggest thing is we've got a ton of course history. That's going to be huge. I don't know how important it's going to be because I'll let you – you know the weather better than I do, so I'll give you the floor on that in a minute. So that might kind of throw some of the course history out a little bit because it might give the Bombers an even bigger advantage. Because if, if you guys want to read something really cool – We've been referencing them a lot lately uh, at PGA Splits on Twitter. I believe it is. I, I actually got his Twitter up uh, at PGA Splits 101. Ron Close. He did. He always does like, you know, narratives to win golf tournaments. He did like the 19 facts to win the Masters. And it's legit like bombers. I think it's like 13 in the last 15 years. Like guys led the field. And like it's, it's very evident. Past history is evident. Some really cool things in that regard. But it's you got to have a well-rounded game to win any major. You definitely do have to Augusta. So, uh, what's your thoughts on your stats you're looking at? And then go ahead and give us some weather as well. Yeah, uh, I think I think you did a great job there. Short game matters greatly around here, in particular putting on typically lightning fast greens. 
Um, the one thing about Augusta that most people know is that they have a sub air system across the whole entire golf course. And what that means is they can pull, pull moisture out of the soil, um, at as pretty much, you know, as high a clip as they'd like. Uh, obviously if it's raining, it's, you know, it's going to be wet. And one of the things that people bitch about a lot, or at least the pros bitch about around here a lot, and pretty much the only thing is mud balls. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the grass is, is bent grass and it's kind of new bent grass. So it's not like it's fully, uh, it's not like you're playing in the middle of July or something, um, where all the grasses come in. So you can get some mud balls out there. Um, which I suspect we will get this week because, uh, yeah, I mean, Thursday there's isolated thunderstorm risk. Um, winds don't look terrible. Not looking at wind finder here, just kind of looking at uh, what I use, uh, which is weather underground to kind of forecast here. But, uh, it does look like there's going to be some, some thunderstorm action, but it may not be that the highest risk is at, is it basically at sunset or after? So, not a huge deal there. Thursday, we should be, knock on wood, fingers crossed, good to complete that whole day. Friday is when the, the rain chances really start. And, and the biggest chances, again, after dark, um, but all throughout the night. And then into Saturday, uh, you know, and the wind does pick up as well from uh, Friday a.m. to Friday p.m. So there's potential that like a p.m. a.m. split could be better. Um but everybody goes off one here. So it's not like, uh, it, 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 the way that they do tea times, is not like, you know, you're going to go tee off at the last group on, uh, Thursday and then turn right back around and tee off the first group on Friday. Um, so you would have, once they come out tea times, you know, just kind of check that out, but potentially, you know, there is that potential wave advantage. And then whether or not they stop anything, I don't know. It is going to be pretty chilly on Thursday. 50 degrees is pretty much the high and low. It's really not. It's 55 to 50, so it's pretty much staying but raining. Um, I, I, I feel like as long as it's not uh, thunderstorms, uh, lightning, that they'll play, and it's just going to be miserable. If you were to play golf in 50-degree yeah. rain, it sucks, but yeah. you're playing the Masters. So I would go out there 10 straight times in 50-degree and it raining. Yeah, if, yeah. If you told me my only option is a fifty degree rain to play Augusta, I'll, I'm there. And then whenever the first flight leaves, yeah, <laughs> you got me. I mean, you got. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll shut. The Obviously, these guys. Right now. <laughs> these guys are a little different. They get to play it once a year, most of them, anyways. So maybe, maybe we'll get to see the Scotty where he puts the sweater on, takes the sweater off, sweater on, sweater oh, off. God. Like that. that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Like with all the gear these guys have, all the top of the line gear, that's that's what that's, yeah. hopefully Nike figured Shuffler. something out there. Like, yeah, here, just let's, another let's, layer to Scotty, though. Yeah, let's give you something a little bit lighter, buddy, or yeah, you know, whatever. Wild, but one other thing, like you kind of mentioned there, this probably means you get lift, clean, and play, which potentially makes things interesting, too. It does, yeah. I mean, and really, if it's going to be raining as much as it is, we really want lift, clean, and place that way it takes out that kind of mud ball, mud ball. aspect of it where guys hit a shot and it goes dead right because you know it got it, mud all over. yeah yeah or they're trying to hit it left because of a chunk of the mud and somehow it doesn't do what it's supposed to do and now they're mm-hmm. god knows where and right yeah you'll see justin thomas and jordan speed man the, if that's the case please keep a camera on speed the entire day please for all of our sakes put it on that can be netflix full swing four rounds of speed with mud balls do that <laughs> um girl or mic'd up please but yeah it's gonna be awesome i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be wild the, the only other thing i'll say is the wave advantage it could get neglected if they like they 
stop action for like an hour, bring them back it, on the course. Stop. It could. So yes. Then it just goes out the window. So yeah. I don't know how. I I agree. If they if they play it straight through, they're just going to be a wave advantage. I just man, we've seen that so so much lately where we think we have a wave advantage and they they pause it for an hour or two and it just throws the whole thing off the rails. So we'll have yeah. to see there. The last thing I will mention before we talk about DraftKings is this is 88 golfers in the field. It's T50 and ties make it through. None of that closer within 10 shots anymore. So T50 and ties, you have like, I think it's like a combined 15 amateurs and like past uh, senior winners, pretty much guys you can almost, occasionally an amateur or two makes it through. That's I will say that. But for the most part, you can, you can probably cross off 10 to 12 people right out the gate. So now we're talking getting closer to the 70 to 75 range. So maybe 20 guys don't make the cut after that. You're going to get a lot of six of six is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, so keep that one in mind as well. Yeah. All right. Let's talk some DK. And I do have uh, the early ownership projections because the prices have been out for a while. If you have any questions on that, I'll just say this much. All guys in the 10K range are chalk. They're all projected at uh, 18% or more. So two of them basically 20% or more. So keep that in mind. But 10K and above, you got Scotty Scheffler, defending champion at 11-1. John Rahm at 10-8. Rory McIlroy at 10-6. And the last thing I'll say is in my model over the last 24 rounds, that is one, two, and three in my model. So kind of checks the box. Every once in a while, like I, we scratch our heads at our models. That one checks the boxes. Yeah. So, <laughs> you figured it you out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, it's just Scotty Scheffler. Yep. Um, you know, I, I do anticipate Rory getting plenty of ownership. I mean, what I'm looking at right now, Rory's projected higher own by a couple of percentage points there uh, than Scotty. Rom obviously would be the kind of pivot here if you're going to, um, you know, if, if you're just if you just say, hey, I, I want to get some leverage. That's where that's where Rom would come into play. Twenty seventh, fifth, seventh, ninth, fourth, twenty seventh since twenty seventeen. So I mean, he's got a shit ton of top fives or top tens in there. Um, so it's not like he's not not played well around this place, uh, but. You know, I don't know. It's, it's just I, I really like Scotty. I'm just going to go with Scotty. It just feels like the same last year. Like he came in here hot. He's coming back in hot. I think he defends the title. Yeah, if I'm if I'm paying up here and I'm already thinking I'm not going to be a ton. It's just so hard to avoid these guys. That's the problem because like we don't even need the article for this, but that PGA splits the cream clearly rises to the top in this tournament. Yeah. If you want, hundred no, percent, very clear. So like we've talked about other tournaments. Like oh, I'm just going to fade this and start in the nine k. You can in this field because it's a it's a major field, so it's loaded. But man, like these dudes, you expect one of these three to be in that final pairing come Sunday at least. Yep. Like it's just the way of the world. So I'm with you, Scotty. Be my choice. Ron will be the lowest home, but still chalky. Like I said, you can't really go wrong with you. Like you want par five scoring over the last 24 rounds. Rom's first, Rory's third, Scotty's seventh. Um, if you talk about bogey avoidance, Scotty's first. Three putt avoidance, which is kind of big on these greens because like, they have some weird slopes and speeds. Scotty's second, Rom's ninth. Um, par fours, 450 to 500. Talked about those. Scotty's third in this field. And then DK scoring, Scotty's third, and Rom is first. So they just, they're the beasts. Uh, I, I go Scotty too, uh, but whew, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because I don't, I, no one would be surprised if any of these guys are sitting there at the end. They should right. be. 9K range. Now it starts to get fun. So we start entering the world of live. Camp because there's I meant forgot to mention 18 live golfers in this field. Yep. So if you do 88 people, let's just say for easy math's sake, we're talking close to like 20%, like 15 to 20% of the field is live golfers. So hey, it's by, a, by the way, all four of the yard goats GC are playing as well. 
So, <laughs> did you get some gear yet? Do you have some gear yet? Are you? Are you no, I, mean, I don't plan on ever buying anything that has anything to do with live. Um, but they <laughs> they mentioned that probably seventeen times oh, on I the broadcast. Yeah. I believe it. I wouldn't be shocked if they ran a broadcast of the CBS feed with their broadcasters just to show their live players on their CW <laughs> or something. Yeah, CBS wouldn't allow that. Neither would I the. Know, uh, I know it'd be hilarious though. It would be. Uh, 9K range, Cam Smith at 9,800 bucks, Spieth at 97, Cantley at 95, JT at 93, Homa at 92, Morikawa 91, and Xander at 9,000. How do you run through this one? Love Jordan Spieth as well. Like my plan right now um, is to roster Scotty and Jordan Spieth as much as possible. Um, it's not a bad plan. I, you know, Jordan, it, he's going to get ownership just because of his course history. He did miss the cut here last year. I, I don't really remember what happened there. He shot 74-76 the first two days. Um, I just don't remember why. Uh, Broken. Yeah, I mean, this year he's a lot better, especially off the tee. And then he just gets the magic beans when he, when he gets to Augusta as far as putting. And, you know, there's certain places you go where you just feel comfortable and – you know you can roll the rock and it, everything is pure. Jordan Spieth here. I mean, miscut last year, third, 46, 21st, third, 11th, second. So I will uh, take as much Jordan Spieth as I possibly can. Justin Thomas is interesting, though. Um, going back to the PGA splits at PGA Splits 101, he, of, all, of all of his trends, two guys met all of the trends, uh, and that was Rory and Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas never missed a cut here, at least since 2016, eighth year last year. Um, not really having a great year coming in. He's going to be lower owned, I think, than, than Spieth for sure. Maybe Cantlay, potentially Homa. Um, so I like Justin Thomas quite a bit. And then Morikawa, he's improved every year. He's been here 44th, 18th, 5th in his last three starts at Augusta. Come off a 13th place finish at the Players' Championship. If he can putt, I think he's a great GPP play only, like, and not in like large field GPPs, if you know what I'm saying. Like, he's a wild card to me with the putter. Um, but if he can get the putter going, uh, then I like his chances. Or if it's difficult and it's not a birdie fest and these guys, you know, and four under is winning the tournament, Morikawa stands a really good chance with his ball striking. And his, the one thing with Morikawa, as tilting as he can be because of that ball striking, you know, he's 19th in bogey avoidance, so it's not as great as you want, but he knows how to kind of keep it together, is what I should say. Sixth in par five scoring in this field, fifth in approach, as you'd expect from Morikawa. It's like him and JT, they're, just, they're the ones that I really want to be heavy on because of their skill sets, if they can just roll the rock, like you said. Their putting has been atrocious. That's what's killed them. Morikawa over the last 24 rounds, 71st in the field in putting. JT, 61st. Remember, folks, there's 88 golfers. These are two of the best players in the world. If they could just putt for crying out loud, like they just everything else is glorious across their stat sheet. So I'm with you on both of them in tournaments. Both of them, like I know JT makes cuts here, but I don't even know if I want him in cash. Like he just they they have such a GPP. I feel I think if you're fading that 10K range, you start with those two guys. You still have some pretty strong win, win equity in my mind when it comes yeah, to tournaments. So that's kind of the approach I would play because you. You don't have to have the winner here, but I think you have to have the winner here. Let's put it that way. No, and, no. In, in, yeah. in order to finish high in yeah. most GBPs, unless there's some kind of catastrophic, massive amount of chalk missing the cut, you have to have the winner. Like yeah. this is, this is the week where if you don't hit the winner, just let's go home. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you're not going to win a bunch of money. Turn your app off. Um, yeah, I mean, so yeah. you're not going to win the the big tournaments on DraftKings unless you have the unless you have the guy who's winning the tournament. So that brings us to the, to the fun part because Spieth will be super popular, like you said. JT is going to be pretty popular too. But like JT Morikawa is kind of what I like. I don't mind Spieth. But then there's the three guys. There's Cantley, there's Homa, and there's Xander. Like Cantley's got the rough major history, but coming in playing really good golf right now. Played some Florida events that he usually doesn't play. And he's fourth in my model. He's playing really strong. He's number one in the field in par fours, 450 to 500. You got Homa, who's tied at first in those par fours. Um, he's sixth in my model. He's played here. He just hasn't been like great here. But I think we all know, and we've said it many times, this is a new Max Homa that we're seeing out there right now. And he's coming in off of some success because I don't have the results for the match play because, you know, who cares? It's a different animal. But sixth of the players, 14th at the API. We know what he did in California. So Homa's got that going for him. Then you got Xander, who's fifth in my model. So this is fourth, fifth, and sixth in my model. And they're like the three guys that are kind of getting overlooked in this range compared to the big dogs. And uh, Xander's getting chalkier now that I just reset that. But uh, you look at Xander, and it's interesting with him because he missed cut here last year, but then third, 17th, second, the previous three seasons, which pretty darn good. 19th of the players, 39th of the API. His current form is okay, but it's not what you kind of, I guess – winning form is what it feels like but a guy that's played very very well here and so that's why i think the xanders the home was the can't like be some pivots in this range if you need them but i'm ideally looking at jt and morikawa like you said the one guy neither one of us mentioned and i guess we'll just get this elephant out of the room now it's cam smith but and we know how great he plays here like phenomenal here but the question i have more than anything because I, I think both of us can agree that you know if he's on he could easily win this thing because he's cam freaking smith if he's that good what are you doing with the live guys because it's just tough to see how their form is, the courses they're playing, the fields they're playing. It's three, like, there's just so many factors involved. They're still elite golfers, obviously. They can whoop all of our butts with as many strokes as they want to give us, probably. But how are you approaching the live guys? Um, I'm a Cam Smith fan. I, so, and I, I love Cam. I think he shot like five under for the week last week at, in or, at the Orlando Municipal uh, Live Championship. Um, but I was I was listening, and, and you kind of mentioned too, and you, but you said it was background noise. I was listening to Mayo's pod today with Feinberg and uh, Tim Anderson, and and one of those three said he thought that potentially Cam was hurt. I don't know. Um, That's not good. To me, I mean, like he's a low owned. He's going to be super low owned. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I've got him at like eight percent, which is the lowest until you get to DJ. Is that what you're showing to? Yeah, when uh, like you got Cam, I got at twelve point four. I technically have Max at twelve point seven, so they're both pretty close. But DJ's at fourteen. Yeah, so they're they're gotcha. the two. They're basically the two. If you don't count, if you don't count um, Homa, they're pretty much the two lowest all the way to DJ. Yeah. I mean, and if you remember last year, like I, uh, you probably don't, but I do remember. Like I loved Cam Smith coming into this tournament. We both did. We were all yeah. in on Cam Smith. I yeah, yeah, I very very much remember that. <laughs> And, you know, he fin- ended up finishing third. Uh, very, very good finish there. Last year, I was looking to – I like to look at kind of historical stuff, especially when it comes to the Masters because there's so much data out there. He was 9,900 last year, finished third, but that was coming off the Players' Championship win. Um, since then, he hasn't won anything. Missed a couple cuts. Whoa, no, he whoa, plays whoa, on the live. Whoa, whoa, and whoa, hasn't- whoa, whoa. He won the Open Championship. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, let's not say yeah. he didn't win anything. <laughs> For some and reason then- – and then, he, and, then, and then he went to my list. list. <laughs> I don't know why that's not on my list here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Won the Open Championship. 
I forgot about that. My bad. <laughs> but then since he's gone to live, 42nd, 22nd, 24th, and I don't know what he finished this past week, but it was like in the 20s again, like mid-pack again. So I don't know. Like I'm not going to play Cam Smith. Would I talk somebody out of it, especially like in the Millie Maker, $15 Millie Maker? No, I wouldn't because who knows. Yeah. But I just yeah. would say the only thing I'm saying is tread lightly there. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel with most of the live guys. If I'm going to take a live chance, it's probably the cheapies, like the punts almost. Then the guys yeah, the there's one up. coming up, though, that's that's definitely playable. Well, maybe we'll get to him in a second here. Uh, let's go to that, let's go to that 8K range. You got Tony Fino at 7K. Maybe it's DJ. I don't know. At 88. You got Jason Day at 87. Cam Young at 86. Vic Hovland at 85. Hideki 84. Burns 83. Willie Z at 82. And we don't know what his situation is. Sanjay at 81. And Fitz, man, if he was healthy, I'd be so happy. At 8K. So how are you approaching the 8K range? Yeah, I mean, Tony Finau, 8,900, never missed a cut. It's like the Kuchar 20. square. Do what? It's like the old Kuchar square. Yeah. The 8K yeah. range. Here he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is for sure. I mean, there's a lot of guys to like here. I've, I've almost got them all checked off. But Tony, uh, never missed a cut here. Best finish with fifth in 2019. Um, finished 10th, I think, in 2021 after rolling his ankle. I believe that that was the same year they rolled his ankle. Like, almost snapped it off. Playing pretty well coming in. I mean, three straight top 25s or four straight, excuse me, five straight, six straight, seven, eight straight top. He hasn't finished that top 25 since he missed a cut back in November. So Very obviously good. playing really solid golf. DJ is is the guy I was, was just referencing. Yeah, I figured um, as much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think he's playable. Uh, so the one thing is I was watching the live broadcast and they had a um, – a uh an interview with DJ on the range which was one of the good things that was kind of cool about the broadcast but he said that he was hurt going into like whenever like I guess Tucson or whatever so he hadn't been playing at all um and he just like started playing like two days before that and now he's starting to fill it again and, and starting to get back into a groove so he's got really good course history here 12th he didn't miss the cut in 21 but first second 10th fourth sixth so that's pretty solid, and um, I don't think Liv fucking finishes matter. It's really terrible. Jason Day is going to be so chalky. Yep. He has missed two straight miss. He, he has missed the cut here two straight years, uh, but has not finished outside the top twenty since he missed the cut to RSM back in November. I mean, basically a top twenty machine this whole entire year. A win is coming for him. I just don't know if it's this week. I do like Cam Young as well. He did miss the cut here last year, but. Really solid showing at the match play. I think Hideki is a is a is a low owned play this week. Yep. Um, he's not going to be popular because a lot of people just don't like to play Hideki for whatever reason. But also, he's got this injury shit going on. He hasn't missed a cutter since at least 2016. His worst finish in that time was 32nd. Otherwise, he's finished inside the top 20 every year. Does have that win in 2021, um, and is back to back really good showings for him. Texas Open, I know it was a shitty field, finished 15th. Uh, before that was fifth at the Players' Championship. So I like Hideki just as that low-owned play in this range. And then Will Zelatoris, like you said, I, you know, I, is he healthy? I don't know. All of a sudden, like, it's weird. I mean, his course history sixth and second in his yeah. two appearances here. I don't know what to do with Will. Do you have any feel on him? I mean, no, this is where him. this is where I wish beat reporters were going to do a darn job. Like, the dudes withdrawing yeah. from events, like – the questions aren't hard to ask, folks. Like, really? Like, how's your back? That's three words. 
<laughs> like, like, come on, I'll write it on a piece of paper and just hold it up. I don't care. <laughs> like, this is not complicated stuff here. And that's what's so fresh. Like, we talk about it every week, it seems like, with these guys. And it's just like, what in the world are we doing here? No, 100%. They finally asked Ty- Terrell Hatton what happened with his hand. I don't know if you saw that. He said no. it was just like basically stinger. like a stinger yeah. yeah, on the range. But he also missed the cut last week and well, played shitty at the match play. So so how bad is it? Like, I'm, t- I'm scared to play Tyrell this week. If, he, if right. he's healthy, I'd be locking him in probably at his price. We'll talk yeah. about it a little bit. It's just yeah. – and that's and Willie Z. If he was healthy, he might not be eighty two. He might be finishing so poorly coming into this. But we talked about how cold it's going to be. You and I just talked about back problems before the show. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. No, not good at all. Like remember when J Day had to have a heater on and when he was like walking around and stuff. Like yeah, this ain't good, folks. So I'm terrified of Willie Z. If you are maxing out something, play Willie Z in some of those, please. Because if he somehow is healthy, he's going to be worth every penny of eighty two hundred bucks. It's almost say I just play like three maxes and stuff. I can't afford to uh, take those gambles as much, but you big boys definitely do. Love Fino. I'm with you there. DJ, I, I'm a, I'm with you. I'm like to get low owned Dustin Johnson, who you know we it's little silly stuff. We talk about chips on shoulders, um, and we think DJ doesn't care about things, and he really doesn't. But he's also human, and he hears everything that's said. You, you know what? He, I, you know what I don't think he gives a shit about is live. Yeah, he well, doesn't. He cares about winning, and this is a chance to shut people up. <laughs> he wants to win. In, in front of the on the biggest stage, this is the biggest stage. He'll yep. be ready. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm not worried about him. Some other guys, I'm like, yeah, maybe <laughs> DJ's right. showing up. If he's showing up, he's showing up to play. Like, he's not just yeah. messing around. It's like we used to say, like, with Tiger, if Tiger's suiting up, he's suiting up to win. DJ's coming to, to get it done. So, we'll see there. I love Jason Day, but I don't know if I can play a chalk day with Finau and DJ right there. And then I love Cam Young as a pivot, like you mentioned. I guess 8K range is awesome. It comes down to like, it's hard to go balanced though because you need to have the winner. We talked about the winners above, so it's hard to get too many 8K guys, but you can mix and match here easy. I think Cam Young with a miscut, whatever, debutants have never won here. They don't usually play well their first time here. But if we're talking a wet course, a bomber's course, he's fourth in the field in driving distance. This yeah. guy's phenomenal off the tee. He could really, really put up some points here and uh, DK points and make it happen. Vic is a very interesting one because, like, we talked about short game being so important here. He's horrible in the short game. We know this. But we also talk about the course here. He's 27th, 21st, 32nd. Not the best you, of finishes. You know what's interesting about his short game? Yeah. Um, again, from Mayo's pod, uh, which was, like you said, background noise. But uh, they mentioned on there, like Mayo mentioned that he loses strokes around the green like 90% of his rounds or something on a regular PGA Tour event. But he like gains on like 80% in majors. He steps up. Maybe it's you know the format. The uh, maybe he's a guy that just needs the juice. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, everyone's different. But you know, maybe he doesn't players, smoke weed or something before. He looks like around. he could easily. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> he's got that vibe. Um, but the players T3, API T10, those are big boy fields, tough golf courses. I think he's a fun one if we're looking at potential like ownership. He's like 14. percent Cam Young's like the lowest potential. Uh, in the high eights, low eights. He burns and Z- Willie Z are low. The other guy, like, I love Hideki. I'm with you. I, I always love playing him because, like you said, no one does. And the dude legit has won the Masters, folks. Hate to break it to you. Like, and he just had a, he had a 15th last week. I know it's Valero. It's not a big tournament. I just want to see him play a healthy four rounds, and he did. Like that's fifth of the players, 15th of Valero. Last two events, I will take that. Um, I don't know. He didn't do much at match play, but who cares? Um, but the last guy I will mention here because he's mispriced in a big, big way to me, especially if we're talking just like bogey avoidance and just making it happen. The Sung JM, 8,100 bucks. Um, he's seventh around the green, fourth on par five, sixth in bogey avoidance in this field. 
16th in my model like at 8100 bucks it's a great price for sung jay um i i will be pretty heavy on sung jm so i like that the guy i'll ask you about here and i know we're covering like every player but it is a major field so it's worth talking about most of these guys um and i said it kind of when i introduced these guys if we're talking wet conditions crappy scoring conditions that screams matthew fitzpatrick but i am terrified of his neck injury so are you yeah i mean in or, in or out it's difficult off the back-to-back miscuts cuts there uh mm-hmm. you know both of them in florida which is a little bit different but still I, yeah i'm i, I just in, in like his, his course, course history <laughs> it's good from this from the perspective he hasn't missed the cut here but it's not a difficult cut to make and his best finish is seventh in 2016 i mean i don't know i, I i'm out on fitzpatrick yeah um, it's tough man yeah i'm not I, I i wouldn't i'm not gonna play him yeah with all the other guys and as many six to sixes it's like where do you take your chances right yeah that that's the hard part all right, 75 to 79. You got Lowry, Hatton, Neiman, another live. Rose, Fleetwood, uh, Tommy Kim, Brooks, Kepka. Oh, I, just, I just want the videos of him walking around Augusta. Corey Connors, Minwoo Lee, Adam Scott, D. Sham, Bo, and your boy, Sahith Tagala. So, what do you like in this range? Yeah. Um, Shane Lowry at 79 is, is, is very interesting to me uh, because he finished third here last year. He's made the cut three straight years. He did miss the cut a couple times uh, before 2020. Um, coming in in, in all-right form, I mean, he has made four straight cuts, got one top five. I mean, it's not great, but I do think he'll be low on – love Tommy Fleetwood. I, I feel like I love Tommy Fleetwood every year at this course, and he just yep. – it just sucks. But if – I mean, he hasn't missed the cut here since 2017 – I think that was the year that I went down there, watched him hit one shot, and was all in on him, and then he missed the cut, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Uh, so I'm not all in on Tommy Fleetwood. Let's go ahead and just say that. But do love Tommy Fleetwood, especially, again, if we're getting back to kind of tougher conditions as far as the scoring is low. This is not a uh, a birdie fest. Um, you know, maybe a little bit of wind, whatever. Love Tommy Fleetwood in those conditions. I guess Corey Connors is going to be – hundred percent owned. I don't know. My goodness, the win and the course history combination. <laughs> My God. So, I mean, his course history is great. Sixth, eighth, tenth, forty sixth. Uh, obviously, won last week. Didn't he win last year? Coming into this as well. Yeah, I don't, yeah. if he didn't win, he finished no. pretty darn good. No, no, the, he run. finished thirty fifth at the Texas Open last year. It must have been the previous Texas Open. Yeah, his no, first career win was Texas. Yeah. I don't fucking know when he – I guess he won it in 2020. I don't know when he won it. But whatever reason, it doesn't matter. He just comes in and ma- and finishes inside the top 10 at the Masters. You know, this is the spot, like, typically I'm just like, I'm not paying – I'm not going to play a 20% owned Corey Connors. But that just just continues to bite me in the ass. So, I guess I'm going to have to play some Corey Connors this week. Minwoo Lee finished 14th here last year. Coming off a sixth-place finish at the Players' Championship. Last but not least, Adam Scott, past winner here, does not miss the cut. He's a solid cash play. If you're playing cash this week, I'm, I would not play cash this week, but if you're playing cash this week, Adam Scott should probably be in your lineup because he's not going to miss the cut. Um, and, again, if it's one of those tournaments where, you know, it's four or five under par wins it, he's got a chance to win the whole thing. Um, so. There's the one narrative, and people are going to hate this because I always call it in baseball. This is bad analysis, but this is what it is. If it is bad weather, if it is wet weather, if it is windy weather, Team Euro goes a long ways, folks. 
a long, long ways. Like it sounds silly, but it's just a proven fact. Think open championships. I know it's like, that's an extreme, but we love Lowry when it's wet like this, even in America, when he plays in the American courses, like we love Lowry in these conditions. I'll be back in on Shane. I loved the fact that, because I can't remember what, uh, what podcast I was listening to. Um, someone was interviewing like Lowry's caddy or one of Lowry's buddies caddies or something. And they mentioned, cause Lowry was playing event after event after event. And it just kept coming because there's the tournaments like the ape or like the Honda, he always plays, but then all the other events around it, he has to play cause they're all elevated events. And he was getting, he flat out said he'd show up to the range on Wednesday and Lowry was exhausted. He did not want to be there anymore, but he was showing up to play. He just took a few weeks off. I'm, I'm I, personally, I think I, I, I like that a lot. I'm going to take that as a, a big plus in, in Shano's side, Shano Max. So, um, cause he, he finished 67th at the API. That's not a shame that we finish. I don't, I don't yeah. want to break it to you. So, um, yeah, a couple weeks off like me cause he played a little better at the match play. It still wasn't great, but he played better. So I do like Lowry. I wish we liked Hatton, but that's, I don't know what to do there. Uh, and then the Justin Rose at 78 and Fleetwood at 77. Mm-hmm. I like both of them a lot. Fleetwood for the obvious reasons you mentioned, uh, and then you got Rosie, who you know, thirty sixth at Valspar, sixth at the Players. We you know, won at Pebble. He missed the cut here last year, but then seventh, twenty third, missed cut twelfth. So the moral of the story there is when he makes the cut, probably a T twenty or better situation there with Rosie. That's called the tournament play if I've ever seen one. So I like both of them. Connors is pretty good. He reminds me he's, he's cheaper even than last week, but he reminds me of the Ben Martin conversation we had at eighty one hundred bucks. Like he's gonna be so chalky, but she's like just play him, and he finished like T eight or something last week. It's just just sometimes. DK and these prices came out early too. These are before Corey won, so that could have maybe changed things. Minwoo Lee's gonna be pretty popular because he played really well here last year. I like your Scotty call as well, but this is like a team Euro range, and you throw in Corey Connors on top of it. Um, I, I would love to play Brooks. I'm just gonna watch Brooks and hope. Hopefully, he plays all four rounds. So I just want that narrative on TV for four rounds. That's that's what I'm here for. All right, seven K to seventy five. You are seventy four. You got answer Bradley Siwoo, Patty Reed, Taylor Moore. Tigre, El Tigre, Tiger Woods, uh, Aaron Wise, who withdrew last week, so keep an eye on that one. Usti, Mito, Pereira, Kirk, Kitayama, Mitchell, uh, Horschel, Henley, and Sergio. So who you liking in this range? I thought Wise like completely withdrew, like from this tournament as well. Oh, okay, that's he's still yeah. on my list, so maybe he did. Okay, yeah, he put out a, a statement saying that he was withdrawn from the Masters uh, to deal with like mental health issues. Um, Hope for so. the best. Yeah, we definitely wish him all the best. It's yeah. he's got to be in a rough spot if he's if he's on. missing the Masters. It's gonna be pretty bad, pretty yeah. pretty bad. Um, Siwoo seventy four hundred uh, hasn't missed a cut here since two thousand seventeen. His best finish is twelfth two years ago, uh, and he's coming in playing just you know normal Siwoo shit. Like just about missed the cut at the Texas Open, but somehow made it and then finished fortieth. So there you go. Tiger Woods is playable at seventy three hundred, especially if nobody else is gonna play him at five percent owned. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I usually don't like to play tiger because a lot of people like to play him but if he's gonna play he's gonna be in shape enough to walk this course i mean last year it was bad he finished 47th Mm -hmm. um 2020 he finished 38th i can't when was the car wreck was it in 20 i guess it was in 21 yeah it was after max homo won the uh genesis was that next morning okay so it was like 21 then Mm -hmm. because he didn't play in this in 21 so yeah that makes sense um but yeah, Tiger at seventy three hundred. I mean, <clears throat> whoever does the projections for what I'm looking at here has got him way low. 
I just I don't know. It's it's hard for me to believe that. And if he's going to be five, six, seven percent owned, I, I got seven percent. Yeah, I mean, like I'm, I'm looking at six percent, so it's right there in that same neighborhood. I like Tiger. Louis Ustazen is is interesting mm-hmm. to me. Um, I like to play Louis at <clears throat> at Augusta. Places. I mean, it, it just who knows with the live dudes. He did finish second at the uh, <laughs> Live Tucson event. Yep, in a playoff. He lost to Danny in a playoff. Oh, okay. That's what happened. Yep. See, I'm just now becoming a live fan after this past year, this past week, whenever I watched that. Uh, but he finished seventh at the Alfred Dunhill uh, Championship, which is a European tour event back in December. And that is played at th- like three different golf courses. One of them is St. Andrews. Uh, so seems like Louis playing pretty decent golf at the moment. I think Mito's all right. I don't know, man. I mean, like, again, it's just difficult to say. He was pretty hot to leaderboard, I think at the uh, Muni Orlando event. Keith Mitchell, love Keith Mitchell. So he hasn't been here since 2019, finished 43rd in his only appearance. So that was his first start, made the cut. And then he's coming in just playing pretty solid golf for Keith Mitchell. Um, I like the ball striking, so I'll go with Keith Mitchell. And, yeah, I mean, that's it. Yeah, I love Siwoo. I keep playing Siwoo. He kind of is – he had like streaks where he started hitting birdies and he'd go bogey. It was a Siwoo week last week. He like had signs where he's going to take off and went full Siwoo. But I like him on, of course, I guess, Shot Shapers course. Uh, Taylor Moore is very intriguing to me. Picked up the W a few weeks ago. It's first of his career. He's never played here before. But, you know, we're talking guys that have just been consistent across the board, like just to make the cut, potentially make a little bit of a run. We've, played him play, we've seen him play pretty well in some of these tougher events. So, uh, like 35th the the players, 39th at the, at the API, first at Valspar. Valspar's not an easy golf course either. So I, I'm intrigued there with Taylor Moore at 7300 bucks. The Usti and Mito calls, I was staring at them a lot earlier because now we're getting cheap enough where it's like I'm pretty sure that they can make the cut. And Usti plays tough courses in bad conditions extremely well. Like that's his wheelhouse. Not so sure how Mito does in the bad conditions category, but Usti, very good. So he's on my agenda at 7200 bucks. Chris Kirk, if the conditions were better, I'd be all in on Kirk. Still a little hesitant there because his biggest weakness out of any in this field is it doesn't bomb the ball much at all. If it's wet and the bombers get that bigger advantage, that can be tough. But he does have great long iron play, so it's kind of like, uh, hmm, how does that work type deal? Uh, like he's eighth in par fours, 450 to 500. So he obviously can put it out there and play the long iron game pretty darn good. So he's interesting. And then I will say Kitayama is on my radar just for the fact he can bomb the golf ball. His long iron plays third in proximity of over 200 yards in the last 24 rounds. And if anything, he's a DK scoring machine. He'll get you bogeys. He'll get you birdies. And that's where you get these cheaper guys. Like, just make the cut and just like start just racking up DK points any way you can. Yeah. And Kitayama is a dude that's very intriguing to me. In it. And he plays, it feels like he plays better in like those if the winning score is like nine to 12 under type range. And so if it's even lower, it might be even better for him. So I think Kitayama is interesting at 71. 6K range. How are you taking us home here without taking any of the old guys? <laughs> uh, Tom Hogue, uh, Hoagie, whatever, 6,900. 39th here last year, coming off a third-place finish at the Players' Championship. Gooch, I mean, 14th here last year. Since then, I don't know what the fuck he's done, but not much. Been playing live golf. Just living so, life. I feel like he's a, a GBP play. Cameron Champ, man. 10th, 26th, 19th, and three appearances. Insane. At Augusta National, coming off four consecutive missed cuts on tour before they finished 
53rd of the Farmers Insurance Open and missed three consecutive cuts before that. So he's made one cut in his last eight starts. I mean, it's just boom or bust, right? Like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, a, a, it's like the, the, the magic of Augusta national. Um, it's hard not to play him. I mean, like last year coming in, he probably was playing better, but it was off of two consecutive miscuts at that point. So like last year he finished 10th. And before that he was miscut, miscut 61st, 67th, miscut 46th, miscut, miscut. I mean, like what's different besides the fact that he just has missed a couple more cuts this year. So yeah. camp champ, uh, very interesting to me. Um, if you're down here in this range, Man, I, I don't know if I can click on anybody else. Maybe Moronk, 6,400, but he is uh, a debutante, so not really in love with that. Sepp Straka had a hole-in-one today on 12. Ooh, on 12. Finished Look at him. 30th here last year, 22nd uh, last week. So 6,300 if you're down here. Um, you know, I, Other than that, I'm, I, I really it's hard for me to click on any of these names. I'm going to be – Living a lot in that seventy-five to seven thousand range, and yeah. trying to avoid, for the most part, getting below seven. But obviously, there are some plays. I think Hoagie is very playable. Yeah, I'd like to avoid her. But yeah, Hoagie, I checked off thirty-ninth in his debut last year, coming off of a third place at the Players. Uh, we talk long iron play, longer golf courses. He plays very well. He's first in approach the last twenty-four rounds, fifth in two hundred plus, seventeenth in DK scoring, twenty-eighth in par five. So, for sixty-nine hundred bucks, he's he's pretty solid. I do like Gooch at 68 as well. I'm with you there. I need to – man, I'm glad he's on live now because Ke- Kevin Na, I always play Kevin Na. And I'm just staring at Kevin Na, and it's just terrifying. <laughs> like, he's made four strikes. 14th, 12th, 13th, 46th at the Masters. That's pretty dang good for $6,500. And I'm, like, sitting there going, he's been at live, and he hasn't done anything except get new wardrobe for his team. So, like, I don't know what he's got going on here. But at 65, slightly intrigued. Uh, I will say Charles Schwartzel at 64, if we want to get real weird, is another guy. He hasn't played on tour in forever, obviously, but um, he's played well here, fast winner, and he finished 10th even here last year, 26th, 25th, the last three years here. So that's another dude at 64. If you want to go cheap, I could see. But, yeah, like when I'm sitting here looking at Schwartzel and Nago and, hmm, this is interesting. I should probably just scroll up higher. That's probably where I should be. So I'll try to avoid a strange like you if I can. Let's recap things real quick here. 10K range, I'm pretty sure we have the same guy. Yeah, Scheffler. Yep. 9K range, now it gets a little more fun. So we're, I'll let you pick two. Pick two. It's a loaded range. Spieth and who else? Spe- Spieth and Spieth. <laughs> All right, I'll go JT. Spieth and JT. Yeah, I'll yep. go JT and Morikawa. Man, but I will say this much. If Cantley and Homa come in as low owned as they're projected compared to the other guys, yeah, that could be fun. be very fun. 8K range, go ahead and give two. There's a bunch here, too. Hideki and Tony Finau. Didn't say DJ. Wow. Um, I am going to go with Hideki and Sung JM. That's my guys. 75 to 79. Fleetwood. Yeah, that's probably. I'll go Lowry. 7K to 74. Keith Mitchell. The more we talked about it, I'm kind of doing it. I'm going Usti. I'm going Usti at 72. I think that's a fun one. And then 6K. Hoagie. I'll go Hoagie. I just don't want to be down here at all. I don't really want to pronounce it Hoagie either. Like, I want to pronounce it Hogue. It's not <laughs> Hoagie to me. I, I, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> I know. It pisses me off. 
it's the North Dakota, and my my half my family's from North Dakota. They it's it's like you almost got that Canadian North Dakota accent meets together. Yeah, down now say hoagie, and it makes sense. <laughs> it all checks the boxes. It does. Um. All right. If we we said we're not doing cash, so if you're doing GPP, obviously, like I would say, almost a million ways to go about it in this yeah. field. How would you be starting out a GPP lineup? Uh, Chef learn speed, That's and fun. then figure it out. I mean, I, I like Usti too, so. Usti yeah. Tiger is down that range because that just leaves you 7,300. It's It starts getting a little bit sketch, but I love those two, so I'm going to hammer those two this week. I'm going to say JT, Morikawa, and Hideki Matsuyama. Let's do it. Um, let's have some fun now because this is where it gets really, really interesting. Let's talk DK, and there's tons of props you guys can bet this week to have a lot of fun if you want. We're just talking winners here. Rory seven to one, Scotty seven to one, Rom's nine to one. I don't remember the last time we had three golfers less than ten to one in the Masters at one time. That's impressive. Uh, what are you looking at here? Because we did say cream rises to the top. I mean, like, why? Why do all three of those guys have to be less than ten? Yeah, I mean, it's I not, it's a major, and it's not like I don't know. Like Vegas is scared, is what that sounds like to me. Yeah, that's something I can figure out as well. You're <laughs> you're probably correct there. JT at twenty. Uh, potentially, I mean, obviously Scotty at seven, but who's betting that? Um, and then more cow at 25 would be, you know, somebody I would look at there, you know, uh, it, once DJ you start getting past some DJ. Yeah. DJ, I, th- I think at 22 has got some, mm-hmm. some, apparently Brooks like two days ago was 75 or 90 to one. Yeah. Now he's 35. It's insane. He wins a live yeah. golf tournament on some muni courses, Jesse said, and he got a massive bump. <laughs> I mean, I wish you like you should go look at some of the highlights of that golf course. I'm gonna have to check it out because I did Google this morning. I just Googled the results. I want to see the leaderboard because I was just curious if anybody played well. And um, yeah, I gotta go it, look for pictures, I guess. You should like it it the greens were baked all the hell, first of all. But <laughs> second of all, like you you know where they move the holes, like you yeah. can just see where the, the new grass is growing in. Oh just Jesus. A billion of them. It is straight up a muni. You're hundred percent correct. <laughs> awful dude like that i don't understand like who booked that golf course of all the golf course i mean like there's a trump course yep there's doral like did trump say no no he's already, already playing two or three other trump courses this year i think like well, just it could be the trump, trump courses i mean hell <laughs> yeah they might as but, well at least they're well manicured and taken care of you know right yeah i mean it, 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 his courses ain't looking like that it, no i'd love to know what around is there i'll tell you off air um but uh <laughs> We'll wrap it up there as this is going to be fun. We're, we're very much looking forward to this. It's just great when you get the best of the best. And what's crazy is we get Harbor Town next week. It's an elevated event. Like they, went, really? they went bang, bang yeah. with the big dog. You'd think these guys would want like a week off maybe, but no, no, they'll be teeing it up. Yeah. After a major, you kind of need your head to just relax for a week right. <laughs> for the grind. But any final thoughts for the Masters? I don't, man. I'm really looking forward to uh, to watching golf uh, and hopefully not tilting too hard on Friday when my dude bogey's 18 and missed the cut. Yeah, the, that the tilt's even worse here, like we said, because almost <laughs> three quarters of the field is going to make the cut. Yeah, <laughs> so it really stings. Yeah, it really. No, stings. I mean, you're, you're dead yeah. if you don't. You, you got to have the winner, and you got to have six of six. Yeah, you have to have a winner, play a couple more top tens, and six of six. Like it's just yeah. be real about the situation here, and that's why. We spent so much time like 8K and above is these guys are going to be the dudes you have to have and navigate. And it's going to be fun watching the ownership change up till Thursday. is going to be fun. So if you have any questions, um, hit us up in the Discord. It's free. Fancy DJ's Discord. We'll be over there. Or check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. The podcast at Always Press DFS. 
I am at BDentric, and we will catch you guys next time. Oh,